This podcast is made possible by an almost generous contribution from Mike Bradner, Injury Attorneys. Hurt in a wreck? What the heck? Call the big guy, Mike Bradner, 504-345-1111. And it's time for another podcast episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with our star, attorney Mike Bradner. I'm Spud McConnell, your host, here to guide you through the complexities of Mike Bradner's thinking process. So let's find out, what does Mike Bradner really think? Wow, already a week, another episode of Tell Me What You Really Think? Even though even though Mike Bradner never really tells me what he really thinks. No, I pretty much do. I mean... <laughs> you, you're a sheet of glass, brah. I, I don't like... Uh... I don't like giving opinions that are, I guess, polarizing. Um, I I'm heard more of that. a middleman with I that. Did, I used to do that on the radio. I don't do it anymore. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, there's no there's no benefit to it. Um, I get um, just, I don't know, I get tired of it. Like, I, I, I got tired of it. I didn't want to do it anymore. It's like, you have your beliefs, I have mine, and I respect it. Yeah, but a lot of people can't live like that. They can't. A they lot of cannot... people push their views on other people, and that's just something that. Yeah, it's not right. Well, it's. I mean, it's one thing to. I keep running across these Karen videos mm-hmm. where we go. Well, we'll just agree to disagree, and when a woman's yelling, and they got guy Karens too, yelling at him. I don't care. No, we're gonna, we're gonna do it like this, and then go. No, I'm walking away, and then they'll block you and keep you from walking away. If somebody stops me from trying to leave. What can I do about it, other than nothing? No. I mean... What can I do? I mean, you can't... can't throat punch him. No, you just... I mean, I guess you just push your way through. I mean, I'm always that type that... I kind of have this football mentality, like going through the Saints... when At the Saints games when it's really crowded. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like a running back going through these things. You know what I mean? And I just tell whoever, whoever I'm with, just, I'm like, just grab on. We're going no, but, yeah, but you're going, you're just trying to get one way. There's not one specific person trying to stop you, you know. What do you, you got do? the swin move, man. I was defensive tackle, you know. I wasn't. I was a band weenie. <laughs> I would hit somebody with my tuba. That's yeah. what we used to do when we were marching. You, know, you got the, the swim move. You got the spin. You got all kind of stuff, you nah, know. You no, I wouldn't do that. But I, I, you just. You just tell them to get out of your way. And they won't. Well, I haven't had that problem with it. So far, I haven't either, but I've seen a couple of issues and heard firsthand stories about people going, you know, they were just up my butt or they blocked my car in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, what do you do? I Look, the day after item, I had something I really needed to do, and a particular person who I knew was blocking me, trying to tell me I couldn't do it. And, you know, just like her, just like Katrina... The day after the storm, you gotta wear a sidearm. I mean, you just have. Well, you know how. I feel yeah, about I know that. exactly what you mean. But um, you have to wear something. I mean, after Katrina, the freaking linemen uh, for energy and stuff were wearing were wearing guns. But um, the cable operators, the cable men from Cox, were wearing guns too. I mean, you needed to. It was so crazy, and, and there's not a lot of people. But anyway, uh, so I did the same thing the day after Ida. And I had to go do something. I wasn't very happy about doing it in the first place. And the mm-hmm. last thing I wanted was was this guy just being adamant, trying to stop me from doing it. And I knew that if I didn't do it, it would be bad. It would ruin refrigerators or ruin whatever and mm-hmm. ruin a house. And I just told him. I said, look, dude, I'm not in the mood. 
I didn't sleep well because Ida was passing. I was, you know, I'm cleaning up. I'm trying to do what I got to do. And you're blocking me. And I just, I told him, I said, you're a good friend, but look on my side. And you know how I feel when I'm aggravated, trying to get something accomplished. And that's it. And then he moves out of the way. I don't fathom it. I don't know why people do that. They, I mean, I would stand in front of you and stop you from doing something if what you're trying to do is going to hurt my family. Other than oh, that, absolutely. You know, other than that, I can't see any reason to stop you from doing anything unless you're stealing stuff. Well, I mean, somebody's me, you know? trying to cross the road and there's a car coming. I'll see. I'll well, that's there. different. Yeah, I've done a bunch of that. Yeah, you know? well, that's just aiding the stupid. Yeah. You know, and I mean, believe me, I know stupid, and I've done stupid things, and never anything that stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately you gotta, you gotta, pack. I've never been accused of not doing stupid things. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't going to go there, but, uh, I saw the path to I it. I enjoy it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Everybody does stupid stuff. It just, you know, it's when I, I don't dwell on them, but right. every now and then I sit back and think of some of the stupid stuff I've done. The problem is, did I learn from the stupid or am I liable to do the stupid again? And for the most part, I've learned from the stupids, but I have I have done the same stupid thing more than once, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know. It's just I guess this is the my, product my, of the circumstances. Or something. Most of the stupid things I do are out in the woods. Just you know, I call it red redneck, and you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I don't know. Rednecking. Rednecking. <laughs> Rednecking. Speaking I, of that, I love that. Man. Didn't you go out to improve your hunting capabilities? Didn't you tell me you were going to do that? Oh yeah, I. Uh, um, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, two guys, they're uh, part of the JPSO SWAT team and they teach you gun control, how to handle a gun in a defensive situation. Like they have all these classes. So mm -hmm. I've taken handgun defense class. It's a two day class. You're going, psh, dropping clips, hurry up loading them. Like you're in like a true gunfight. Mm -hmm. Um, I did the AR, well, was AR, what do they call it? Oh, carbine, which is AR. Defense class, same situation, boom, boom, boom. You know, you drop it. It's almost like a wartime situation for those two or three days. But one of the guys is a sniper. Well, he shoots long range. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I've always wanted to learn. You can say sniper. We know what they are. Yeah, but I don't know. But I've, I've uh, always wanted to learn how mm -hmm. to shoot. I want to shoot a 1,000 yards away. Um, or at least That's eight, just a personal 900. goal. Yeah, it's just, you know, I have goals. But... When it comes to this stuff, um, and I'm competitive against myself. Matter of fact, I'm probably the most competitive against myself than anybody else. But um, yeah, so last last week uh, I took some of the attorneys over and we did this long range shoot to where we learned how to calculate the drop and bullet mm -hmm. um, and everything else. We did up to which five. is called ballistics, by the way. Ballistics, for those of you yeah, don't know what ballistics he's about. calculator. And then um, we uh, we shot out the 500. And then from five or six hundred to a thousand, really, and over, you got to start taking into consideration like the curvature of the earth. It's crazy. That's true. We don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just you know you can't you just wind scope variables. it on something. You got wind variables and everything else because you're going over. But I want to go elk hunting, and I don't want to be worried about a long range shot. And these guys in Texas that I'll, um, that I'm going to, I, I don't want to be. I don't know. A if, I see, if I see a really nice deer 500 yards away, I'm going to take that shot. <laughs> well, so so now you're like proficient at 500 yards? I mean, we got out there based on the calculations, but once you can get to 300, you learn the calculations, you can get to 400, 
and you get the 500. So once I got the 500, it was fine. I did a couple at 500 and we were done. And I mean, what are you shooting at? Uh, paper targets? Paper targets for 100 yards, just to sight it in. And after that, you're shooting like like these little metal rounds yeah. and stuff like that. See, rounds, I don't think I'd want to shoot something more than 100 yards away because if I kill it, I got to drag it 100 yards. Yeah, you know. I could just eat it right there. You know, go, go build a house, run around this dead deer that I just killed, and when it's when it's done, then we'll have to try to no, shoot it off the porch. No, you put it on a uh, you put it on a uh, side by side. I just, I, you know what? I haven't been hunting in forever. Uh-huh. Uh, the last time I went was a buddy of mine who had a, a, a deer lease on a, like 1,500 acres over in Avondale. And the uh, the Army Corps took it over. Point blank told him, we're not going to do anything here for 20 years, but it's ours, so get lost. Yeah. It's like, you know how many hogs are on that property just destroying the, it's by the levee. Yeah. It's like, dude, I mean, 20 years, come on. I can go out there and kill hogs for 20 years and do yourself a favor. Yeah. Nope, get lost with a core. Bite me. Tough titty. Yeah. Nope, that's well, the core for you. Yep. That's the feds. Yep. All right, well, let's talk about happy stuff. Okay. You have been known to distribute food in the, in the, in the holidays, uh, distribute turkeys, as a matter of fact. And because of your kindness, there's going to be a whole lot of people who got really trashed in South Lafourche and South Terrebonne parishes, who are going to benefit greatly this coming uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas? Yeah. Why? How did you even? I mean, so you, you're you're donating a whole bunch of frozen turkeys to families. Right. How'd you get started in that? Where where did that come across from? I know football players do that, but all right, you ready for this? Yeah, I am. I'm... So Jesuit, <laughs> when I was at Jesuit, every Thanksgiving they would deliver meals to certain people. Um, you know, that needed it, whatever. Yeah. There's a way that, there's a way they, they calculated who needed it, determined who needed it. So we did that every year. Um, and, and that, that tradition continues as a class in the eighties that, that donate the turkeys for them to do it, whatever. Well, the first year I found out that there was, I think a hundred people that weren't, that made the list, but they just didn't have enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got about half of those. Um, and I, I make, cause I had, I didn't just do turkeys. I did the whole thing, yeah, you right. know, yeah. we put them in a, in a laundry basket and brought it to them. Um, the next year I was like, let's do the turkeys. So we did the turkeys. We did, we gave them away in New Orleans. Um, last year, well not last year, in 2019, we gave a large part of them in New Orleans. And then we gave, you know, about 500 in Hammond. Um, we couldn't do anything in 2020. The last thing I wanted in 2020 is somebody get COVID mm-hmm. waiting in line for a turkey. So we didn't do it. Because, um, because <laughs> would they sue you? No, they wouldn't sue me, but I just didn't want. You didn't want to do it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, think some people would have taken the risk going, yeah, I'll take a risk. Yeah. Or, but, um. Can't say there's COVID on a frozen turkey. I know, but I just, you know, you have, it takes a lot. It, it, it's a it's a production that you got to do when you mm-hmm. give away these things because there's so many of them. But uh, uh, so this year, I mean, you're working for for the, it's ter- the TCU Food Bank, TCU Food, which Bank. is Terrebonne Churches United. Yeah, it's several churches started thirty years ago, but now it's just TCU Food Bank because it's not just Terrebonne. Now we're in Lafouche Parish, and frankly, we just put up two distribution places in St. Mary Parish because they're all coming. I mean, this this thing runs eighteen different programs, including a 
the St. Francis Garden, uh, mm. Head Start, Summer Meals. I mean, and, and people are just coming, going, oh, okay, can y'all take this over for us? Mm. So there you go. We're fixing to add a 5,000-square-foot warehouse, and we just talked to somebody about down there about adding also a big cold storage. Right. You know, because now, now it's part of the Emergency Operations Center, for mm. storms, mm. Yeah. you know, so and just that many more duties have been heaped upon this thing, and that the it's just all over the place. So, yeah, anyway. so we've been talking about that, and honestly, I was looking at giving a, a, a portion to you guys to take care of home and surrounding surrounding areas. I was looking at Hammond, and I was looking at I was I, honestly I was going to just do them out in front of my office and mm -hmm. just give Joe, you know, LaPinto the heads up. <laughs> yeah. Saying be ready for some yeah. traffic yeah. on trustees over here. But, um, but I mean, we've, we've talked and I just think it's, it's better served this year to give it to the areas that were hard, hard, you know, very hard. Yeah. They were very, affected. very, very hammered down there. Very yeah. I mean, some of them don't have, some of them don't have, I'm sure they have water by now, right? Most of them do. There's still a couple of pockets that don't. But we did a distribution down there. We work with the United Way too. Of South, not not. It's like United Way of South Louisiana, which is Terrebonne, Lafouche, Assumption, and Saint Mary Parish. Those mm -hmm. four parishes. And we did a distribution down in Dulac with them. And they we have it's we call it a pod. It's a, a point of distribution. It's a warehouse. That frankly, they uh, couldn't have anything refrigerated there because they got no power. And they have a, a, God, it's probably 50 feet by 75 feet of those little uh, solar panels, like a little garden. And mm -hmm. that's the only way they could even maintain fans in there, you know. So there's, they do finally have water at that place. But man, we, we handle a lot, a lot of food. That guy, uh, what's that chef in Orange Beach? Fisher, I think is his name. No, he made a bunch of pulled pork, so we had pulled pork sandwiches in, in addition to the food. They were, you know, boxes of food and cleaning supplies. They're doing right, up. but yeah, it's a it's a mess. It's really a big mess. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I was gonna I was gonna do it in those three areas, but after seeing, I mean, we did our distribution of water and meals in Laplace. Um, Laplace is still bad, but I feel like I need to focus on. On you know those areas that, yeah, that you're, you. it was very well. Yeah, so we're gonna give a lot for Thanksgiving, and it sounds like there's gonna be leftovers to where we can duplicate that number for uh, Christmas too. Yeah, there's gonna be lean Christmas down there. Yeah, so, but, I mean it's the best you can do. I mean, what you know, if they if they don't have the power, look, no, they got that. They got yeah. down there. They have that Cajun ingenuity. I call it redneck ingenuity for yeah. me. But they got the cage. They'll make it work. Oh, absolutely! Whether frying turkeys, using whatever. They'll use their crawfish bowling rigs. They all are getting their their uh, smokers back up and running. There's, believe me, there's a whole lot of firewood. Yeah. You know. So yeah, and they're all set up. I mean, I'm half of those people are making soap for crying out loud. They're very resilient, but they ain't got nothing. Right. So this will be a huge, a huge thing for them. So, yeah. Thanks. Um. All right. So that was your. So that's how you got started in doing this kind of thing. Right. It's important. I mean, it's not cheap. I can tell you that right now. I'm sure it ain't. Um, and let me tell you something else, too. A lot of times, I mean, food banks buy a lot of their food. They got a lot donated. Right. But they buy a lot. And you don't always get the best price. I mean, I was seeing some of the prices that they were paying for turkeys and things like that. And I'm going, 
I can go to the grocery store and buy it cheaper than that. I mean, yeah. they only sell me two, and we need, you know, a hundred or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, why do we end up paying that price ago? That's the business. That's the way it works. It's going well. We yeah. need to find something else. So yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, you know, I enjoy it, <clears throat> and uh, usually we're distri- distributing ourselves. Um, but this year, I mean, you guys, you guys know. Wait. Well, the thing of it is, uh, on uh, we're going to be distributing on one of our regular distribution days where we actually give families, you know, uh, and it's all based on, you know, how much money you make. We have regulars that come in, but we hand out between a box of dry goods and bags of snacks and, and other stuff, frozen food, we hand out about 70 pounds per thing. So in other words, you've got a family of four, we're going to give you 70 pounds of food that's going to last you almost a month. Yeah. You know, and then you got a little slip of paper. Okay, you can come back this particular month. So, yeah, it's going to be handing out the whole meals, too. And then I'm actually going to be hitting up several grocery stores, some are singular, some are chains, in the area to, to, to deal with specifically for Christmas. Right. So you're going to be whammied up then. So, well, that's yeah. good. That's no, good. it's going to be real good. But, I mean, so I guess the big thing is, is I, you know, I really don't like talking about myself, which is crazy because everybody's like, Oh, you're on the TV. You're that guy. You're that guy. I'm like, I'm not the guy on TV. I hate to say this, but that's a that's that's, <laughs> that's, the, your, that's your doppelganger, man. That's my yeah. That's like that's how it's a client thing. It's kind of like you, you know, you know, I don't know, Ryan Lamarck doing that most interesting man. He's yeah, not really like that, so to speak. Although he is very interesting, very nice guy. He's a gregarious dude, but not he. Yeah, he he's ain't not. That. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you're doing it for a couple of reasons, and mostly. You know, for customers like anybody else, Pepsi, whatever. Um, but I don't like talking about myself, so let's talk about something else. Okay. <laughs> no, but they, um, you know, transitioning in this, and, you know, we've been through this with Katrina, uh, and some of us been through this with other instances, whether it be house fires or whatnot, mm-hmm. and everybody knows the importance of giving back. Uh, to the community, especially communities that were hard hit, like 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 Terrible Parish has been, everything else. South Lafourche and South, South Terrible. Lafayette. Well, yeah. actually, yeah. South I mean, Louisiana. There's, you know, they haven't picked up stuff off the side of the road yet. You know, yeah. there's there's still lots of places. All these things in, in Homa. In all these things we've been complaining about, they still got going on. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, anything like I, I remember, I was in Miami one time driving. And this car stopped. This car stopped. Pulled. I didn't know. I was like, "Why is this car pulling us out the road?" It was a lady. She got out and gave one of her coats to a guy on the side of the road because it was it was colder than usual in yeah. Miami. And uh, you know that's a good example of what we need to do. Um, we need to not only provide food by donating to you know TCU the food bank, and uh, <clears throat> and maybe you can tell them how to do it, but. Uh, but we also need to, you know, it's getting cold. <clears throat> if you have extra, you know, jackets or whatever. Yeah. Bruce Katz is big into that, collecting jackets. And then the, the Toys for Tots. The Sheriff in Terrebonne is big into Toys for Tots. But that's a you know, like Marine Corps Reserve thing. Yeah. Do. I mean, we just need to figure out a way to, to do yeah. it and get it over there. True. Maybe some churches can do it. Well, and, and, and a lot of them do do it. Uh, uh, a and lot ship of them, them over there, you know? Yeah. Well, there. Well, if you want to do toys for tots and ship them to Sheriff uh, Tim Song, you know, <clears throat> believe me, he's got a bunch of places to do. And we can make it work. 
True. That's the whole thing about it. It's not that, and, and the thing of it is, you can make it very easy. Like you're asking about how you can do TCU food. It's tcufoodbank.org. Uh, you can just go there and find out the information. But we uh, actually, uh, this week, I'm going to start a podcast with them. So there'll be information and such. Yeah, I mean, this is how, when we did the water and the food in Laplace, we ran into a big snag with the water. And the traffic was really heavy going to Laplace. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it still is, but at the time it was. And we had this big old, actually, it was a trailer that we were using to transport, I don't know, I think like 1,500 cases of water. Um, and they had they, they, were, they would have to make uh, three runs back and forth. And they were late. And we needed to think, everything started at 11, 1130, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking who would help us. And uh, I called Mike Glazer, you know, the chief of police over at Canada. I said, Mike, here's what's going on. And if you could think of any way to help us, please do. Mm -hmm. You know, because I knew that Kenner was close. And I think he was talking, you know, he, he's been working with the sheriff over there. Um, was it St. Charles Parish? Wherever yeah, that's uh, Greg Champlain. Yeah. And our fraternity brothers. Okay. So, yeah, he sent the car. He sent uh, uh, the car. They were going to give the, the trailer police escort. And then when they found out it was only one trailer, Mike sent the, uh, the their high water vehicle, which is one of those old military things. Yes, uh, what, a deuce and a half? Yeah, well, it's, some, it's similar, but I think it's newer. But to deliver, like, they, they were able to put six more pallets of water on there, and we didn't have to make that back and forth, um, which was tremendous. And, like, you know, we had an issue with, the sandwiches from Century Barbecue because they helped us with that. They, yeah. The uh, uh, Mark Bonifacic, who who owns Century Barbecue, um, has been so generous to people from COVID. He would deliver all these sandwiches to um, the hospitals. Yeah, and we helped them out, but it was his thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know when I told him what I wanted to do for Laplace, he helped. He's and look, I hate to say it, I, mean, I don't hate to say it, but he's a Jesuit guy too, so we get it. You know yeah. what I mean? The whole man for others thing. But uh, you know, but the problem was is you know he's Mark's like I don't think I'm, these things are gonna be ready till ten ten thirty, because uh, they're a process. They smoke the meat and whatever. So that's good. Yeah, that's good food. That's I good. asked Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office, look, can how I I know they did escorts right, and I was like, how much does it cost? What can we do to get this? I, I need an escort for this food. So we literally had an escort for the food and an escort for the water. Please escort for both. But I mean, it was a share, you know, share. But out of different jurisdictions. Yeah, different jurisdictions, and they were all willing to help, you know. And um, and it was it was phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty well, cool watching them come down the road with the with the police escort and the uh, you know, the the food and and the water. And yeah, everything. and it ain't a funeral. <laughs> no, no, I know. It was pretty cool. It was very cool. So, is this something you're thinking about doing uh, forever, or was that the turkeys? Well, turkeys, or just anything like that. I mean, you're a Jesuit guy. Is there something else you might consider? Well, we do. Doing? You know, for Christmas, we don't just give away stuff. We'll do contests, you know, through social media and whatnot, mm -hmm. to just. It's got to be controlled for Christmas, you know, like yeah, like we'll do. The, I think it's like the twelve days of Christmas. Um, each day you get more and sometimes it's more valuable than others, but yeah. it's basically like, okay, you win. What do you want? Um, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, uh, school supplies was kind of strange this year. We couldn't do it because we didn't know what was going on in the school system. 
but yeah, I mean, we try to do we, for Thanksgiving. I mean, not Thanksgiving for Easter. I think we have something similar too. Um, at least we have in the past. So that's kind of the way outside of the turkeys to to do that. You that's know? cool. Yeah. You can do a big Easter egg hunt or something like that, but that that's that's, that's also uh, that's also uh, cuckoo too. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, anyway, I'm 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 believe me, the people down there are very very grateful. Uh, but for they all need of this more, stuff. and we're not. I mean, turkeys isn't really going to cut it. It's going to help. It's not going to cut it. No, but the fact is, it's turkeys they didn't have before. Right. I mean, my, when I when I went down and, and and said that you were you were considering doing this, I mean, you should have seen all the volunteers over their faces. Like, I mean. We can give them out. I went, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're going to bring them down here. And, and they were like, because, boy, believe me, those people feel really good bringing food out to people's cars as they come up there. And you can see in the faces of these folks. that, And a lot of them have never had to ask for anything. They've always been donators. And now they're having to actually And they feel guilty. Which is cool. Yeah. Which is cool in the fact that they're not taking advantage of the situation. No. No. And they're not. And as a matter of fact, like, like you're talking about sheriff's deputies or, or things like that, there were 41 sheriff's deputies sleeping in their cars after Ida because they had no place for them. So right. the sheriff got together and got a bunch of trailers for them to stay in. So there's like a trailer thing there. They normally make too much money as deputies to get food. But for now, we have a HUD grant, so we're handing food to them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with teachers. You got teachers that normally make a little too much money to get this stuff, but they also have kids in their classrooms. So we're like, Boom, we're, we're pushing stuff to people that have never or really don't even qualify for it and have never asked for it and never needed it. But after the storm, everybody's needing some kind of help. Yeah. So this is very much appreciated. So you've got a lot of people saying prayers for you guys. Well, the okay. point is, though, of this podcast is to make sure that everybody does their part and help out. Everybody's got extra clothes they don't wear. and Yeah. You know, I know women have extra purses and shoes that they probably sell their tags on. <laughs> but, um, you yeah, know. I'm not going to play this go, one for my wife. Yeah, I'm no, like but, that. but go, go through your closet, see what you don't use. Put, put them in a garbage bag and, yeah, and go bring, bring them down, somewhere. Yeah. Or go volunteer to Habitat for Humanity. You can go volunteer at a food bank. I mean, yeah. we have volunteers. We have, you know, there's 10 people who work at TCU Food Bank. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we got National Guard people there. Because yeah. it's just that much stuff going on. And we have volunteers who come in. Like the very first person every day at the food bank is this uh, this old guy who comes in and makes coffee. And so he's he's a volunteer. And he mm-hmm. just shows up every day because he digs it. He's retired and this is what he does. You know. Yeah. So there's always something you can do. Yeah. And don't use this as an excuse to get rid of broken bicycles, you know. No, don't, you don't give have them, to donate. Don't give them crap. Yeah. You know, give yeah. them stuff that's not used anymore. Yeah, that works, that or it works. doesn't have holes in it. Or it doesn't have holes in it. Stinks, unless those uh, you know, those girl jeans with all the rips in the legs that everybody go. I tell girls like, I'd bring them pants back to Walmart. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you got holes in your pants, girl. Bring yeah. them pants back to Walmart. I don't understand and your money that. Back. I really don't understand that fashion. You know, when you buy something, you want it, you want it in good condition. Hey, you know what? I'm, it seems like they always fray anyway. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I I don't get it, but you know what? To each his own, at least the uh, important parts are covered. So there you go. Exactly. Well, uh, thanks again. We'll talk again in a week or so about other stuff that's going on in the world. But in the meantime, y'all watch out for the crazies. Thanks, Mike Brander. Talk to you next go-round. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Had a good time. Let's find out what else Mike is thinking about next week on Tell Me What You Really Think.